Hey, everybody. This is episode three of yes. the Dead Air movie. <laughs> I can't even get the, the you do, name. You're doing a great that. job. It's so new. We're so yes. fresh. The Dead is, Air Horror Review. Yes, yeah. the Dead Air Horror Review. We're here, uh, and it's episode three. We've made it to what many consider uh, the most important episode in any show or podcast, the third episode. We all remember the third episode of The Simpsons, the third episode of Seinfeld, the third episode of Game of Thrones. You know, like I said, many people, many people would say the most important, uh, you know, episode. I almost said the titular episode. So uh, that's completely, that's, well, no, titular is completely incorrect. Um, So you pronounced it correctly. I can, I pronounced it great, yeah. but yeah, it is you sounded in, context, smart. in context, it is completely wrong. So it's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, <laughs> I, I just woke up from like a very long nap that I didn't expect to take. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, so you so. should be fresh as a daisy, my friend. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're here to talk about uh, uh, Alexander Aja's high tension. Did, did we get that right this time because the past two episodes we've done we've completely mm-hmm. butchered the director's name oh i'm just gonna put this out on front street um if you're offended by someone saying <laughs> somebody's name wrong then this is the wrong show because i i like i do it so much like people think i do it intentionally and i really don't i'm just dumb and i can't read uh these are movie podcasts folks not book podcasts so you know <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Not a slight towards the director. It's just oh, that, oh, a thousand percent, yeah. absolutely not. Um, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Uh, but we'll get into that. Um, so yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. I guess. So yeah, uh, Chris, what is your history with this film? I feel like I told you to watch this yeah. movie. First of all, I just want to say, and and I, we talked about this briefly, a uh, little inside baseball right before the mics went hot. I, I, I mean, I we're both uh, the same age, and uh, I, I for one, have having a very hard time dealing with how old I am, and I have a hard time gauging this fact where. This movie to me feels like it's maybe ten years old. Um, then I looked at the the date when it came out, and it came out in two thousand and three. So this movie is twenty years old to the day. Um, that blows my fucking mind that this movie is twenty years old. Um, but Chris, I feel like I told you to watch this movie way back in the day. Uh you did. You told me to yeah. watch this and there was another banger you told me about it around the same time. Yeah. Um, I have been I have been tooting the horn of this movie for a very movie. long time. Yeah. I I and have you originally told me I was like high tension. Like that just sounds and I think and so I think bad. I gave you a really terrible, like bootleg, uh, like a bootleg DVD of this with mm-hmm. it has the original uh French title on it, which is Hoite Tension, or however you say hot. that. Yeah, hot, hot. yeah, hot tension. tension. <laughs> and um, 
yeah uh so so yeah i i i i wanted to say that i think i was like i'm pretty sure that i gave this to chris you definitely turned me onto this movie yeah this was the other one around the same time and i remember these as a pair Mm -hmm. um for whatever reason that you introduced me to and they're two of my i wouldn't say my favorite horror movies but they're in the top tier which is this and hard candy Oh my God, Hard Candy! That's a movie I'd love to. Re- we should do that. On we will do that one. I- I'd love yeah. to revisit that film. I haven't watched that in in years. Um, Patrick yeah. Wilson, who started that movie, great. lives in my town. No shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, he uh, he is pretty good in some things. Yeah, I, I like Patrick Wilson a lot. <laughs> he's really good in. Uh, he's really good in Hard Candy. He's really good in Fargo season uh, two. I thought he was great in that. Um. But anyway, yeah, high tension, man. Like, I, this uh, this movie um, kicked off what people called the French extremist wave, uh, which was this this period in the early two thousands where all these French horror movies came out that were like crazy violent, and it was supposed it was kind of like a uh, I don't know, almost like a, a renaissance of like the horror at the time. Um, well, my other podcast, we've we've watched a lot of what we've dubbed the new metal horror movies. And I, I Chris, I'm sure you'll remember these awful, awful days. But in the late 90s, early 2000s, every horror movie was like it was like Dracula 2000. And like everything was like this cheesy, like everything was kind of trying to be scream. Yeah. And like everything was just weirdly bloodless. And full of new metal songs and just yeah. edited weird, filled with, again, everything was trying to be, I know what you did last summer, everything was trying to be scream, and it was just really weird. And then I, I, you know, as a horror fan, I hated it. I just couldn't, like, I like the original. feel as jaded as I did? Or maybe back, back maybe then? Back oh, then, probably. or desensitized yeah. to it, because it seemed like a lot of people knew, knew, horror fans or people that just came to the genre around the time of scream yeah it was a lot of jump scares but it wasn't much blood no Uh, they 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 got away from again they they turned everything into this they got away from not that you have to be gory to be a horror movie but like they completely they they took it all away and everything was about like cheesy suspense and like jump scares and like they, there was nothing like visceral about any of those movies they they took away like a lot of like i mean you know we talked about halloween uh last episode but like you know like ha- the original halloween is like visceral and disgusting and and scary because it feels so real and like i guess that's the thing that i, I hated about that that era of movies is all like fast editing and loud music and there was no like there was no like realism and um one thing i will say of horror films well yeah it really was and one thing i will say that high tension does incredibly well is well one it's it's hyper violent yeah. like it is insanely violent i mean but, like right out the, of the gate oh yeah some like really extreme graphic uh and it's not even violent per se well there's perceived violence it's um, pretty at the violent. Like, whoa it's alarming yeah and you yeah. gotta make sure the kids aren't around or your oh parents yeah no. or anyone who might be mildly offended and by violence yeah. or 
and uh i think like i you know the image behind me i think it is something like it's all practical like and and it's all like like the the, the it's gross sticky like the the can black you just slide bird? to the side just a little bit just so we can take a look okay yeah there we go it's, now it's for like the, our, for, it's like it's our, like our view for our viewers you can see exactly what we're talking yeah. about um but for our listeners there's two bloodied women yeah. um in the process and the, they're about to kiss well, it's 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 a, the last scene in the film. Once right. once the twist happens, and and also I was debating this before before the show, but it's impossible to talk about this movie without talking about the twist. So, and the movie's twenty years old, so we we're are going to talk. We are going to talk about spoilers. Um, but but the main character, the thick black blood on her face, it's just so gross and awesome and and tactile. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it just you can feel it. Um. But I I love this movie. I actually don't really care for all like the rest of the French New Wave horror stuff, like Inside and uh, this one's gonna make me real unpopular with a lot of people. I don't like Martyrs. People love that fucking movie. I think that movie is interesting for like the first half, and then it turns into this other movie, and I don't like it. I think the ending is kind of it. Like where it goes is kind of interesting, but overall that movie is not very good. Uh, but people love it. I, it's one of my hottest takes. Like people love that fucking movie. But I think high, like I thought so highly, no pun intended, of high tension. I legit thought that Alexander Aja, the director, I thought he was going to be like the next big thing. Like I thought he was, I I just thought he was going to be like incredible. And unfortunately, he still works. He's still around, but he's never made anything to the level of this afterwards i mean he made he made a movie that i kind of like uh he wrote it he didn't direct it called p3 which is like a slat like a kind of like a, a, a slasher type movie in a parking garage which i thought was kind of interesting he made uh piranha 3d he made uh he made that movie with the alligator that came out like a couple years ago crawl yeah um he made a movie called pieces that like could have been good and it didn't really work out i think it was called pieces i don't know keith or keith or sutherland in it anyway um so one thing i wanted to say about this movie uh because again like the reason that i, I brought this movie up uh for the show this week is one i feel like it's kind of slept on like i don't hear people talking about this movie enough but again like i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's 20 years old you yeah. know what i mean like it's not it's just hard for me to remember like you know people you know people that have biases against old stuff and this is an old movie now which is wild to say but you're right it doesn't to me watching it again it doesn't feel old it doesn't feel dated at all no i i watched it this week as well and but but one thing i wanted to say about it that i i think that this movie is is criminally misunderstood and um i use this 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 quote a lot from my mom because I think it's funny, uh, but she she describes a lot of the movies that I watch as, and I quote, movies you have to pay attention to, <laughs> which I think is great. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of people, uh, specifically, I think a lot of people didn't like this movie because they didn't like the twist and they felt like it was kind of cheap. Uh, and the twist is uh, that the the main the main uh, lady protagonist who is running away from the killer throughout the first half of the movie uh it's revealed that she's actually the killer and 
I think that not only does this add so much more to the film, um, well, I think I think it just it adds so much. But the movie also telegraphs this immediately. Um, and I think this is something that people don't didn't pick up on, don't understand, still don't understand, because when I bring this up, whenever I see this movie brought up, people are like, oh, I never thought of that. The first shot of this movie is her. Uh, I can't remember anybody's name. I never can in these movies, but the main character, she's literally like she's she's in a psych ward or something and a camera comes on. This is to signify that everything you're about to watch is from her perspective. So she's already an unreliable narrator from the <laughs> jump. And I think what's interesting is, is that this killer, like everything, like the first time you see this killer, he's literally, he's, he's giving himself, uh, he's giving himself a blowjob from a head that he's cut off. So this, that this was the scene like, I was talking about. That was yeah alarming. This, was like, well, that really talk about setting the tone. Yeah. But I think it's, it's brilliant, right? Because it illustrates right from the jump, like this guy, this killer is is representing this this overwhelming like sexual violence and repression and that's what this character is because another b plot of this movie is kind of like you know that the two main characters are lesbians and one is certainly more in love with the other the other other one is talking about how like she's got boyfriends and she's kind of promiscuous and you know again it's it's never it's never overt but it's clear that that the 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 blonde the the short-haired blonde marie. Woman is marie that she's in love with her like you can tell and then so, so the whole movie is her creating this you know who, who knows what really happened right but like she's created this scenario where she's the heroine and she's trying to save the other girl from this murderer but the murderer was her the whole time I think that adds so much to the movie because, yeah. you know, it's it's about sexual repression and being like kind of deranged. And then by the end of the movie, like the screenshot behind my head, like I think like by the end, it just adds such a punch because then you kind of recontextualize everything that you've seen. And it's like, oh, like she couldn't. The, the reason that you learn that she's the killer is because she can't even keep up with her own story like she can't or or she can't. um she can't lie to herself anymore that this is actually happening. I, I personally think that's pretty brilliant. And as far as like a simple movie goes, cause this is a very A to B movie. This is a very like streamlined, fast movie, two girls. They, they go to the, the, the this house, this, the, this, the, the, uh, the, the whatever. Uh, what was Alex. That? Alex. Alex. Thank you. So Marie and Alex, they go to Alex's house out in the country they're having a good time. It's like a little holiday for them. Uh, fucking crazy, crazy fucking killer shows up, kills all of Alex's family, and then systematically uh, tracks, tries to track down, or actually does capture Alex, and then Marie has to, like, try to rescue her back. And that's your movie. That's it. That's the yeah. whole fucking movie. And, I mean, on the paper, then that's, like, really shallow. But, like, to add the little twist that they did, I think it adds so much more to a pretty simple story. And I, I think it's brilliant. And I think it's interesting because, like, so many people I've seen are like, well, that's a the cheap, the twist is cheap. And I, I can, can't disagree more. I think, like, it adds, it is the movie, right? Like, it is, it adds so much depth to just the random stalker killer character because he's not you know it's 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 not that it's it's more than that and i think that's kind of brilliant also the killer 
is uh we want to talk about another extreme french film uh i believe the killer's real name is the actor is named philip philip noel or philip nolan yeah something like he, that he is the main character in gaspar Nahon. Nahon. what is it what's Nahon. i was close uh, he is the main character in uh gaspar noe's i stand alone which um I I don't have uh I don't have we don't have the time on the show to talk about how fucked up that movie is but it is very interesting to see him and it's almost like he walked out of that movie into this like it would fit his character perfectly. Uh he also has he also has a brief cameo in Irreversible but that's the only two things I've ever seen. Oh really? Him. He's in Irreversible too? He's in the very opening scene. He's in a he's in a room smoking and I believe there's a drop line that indicates he's the same character. I think I I, I want to say I, I haven't watched the reverse one a little bit, but I think he's talking about the situation in I Stand Alone. I think he mentioned something about his daughter, and I think he's the same character in both. So it's like the the No Way universe, but he has that great line that's like that summarizes the whole point of Irreversible, which is time destroys all things, and that's him. He says that, and then that movie the movie kind of starts. Um, so yeah, but the, he's great and he's like fucking terrifying in this movie. And I really like in this movie a lot. And again, like it goes, it speaks to what I was talking about earlier about him being more of like an archetype. And again, he's representing more things. You never really see his face the way it's shot. He's got this hat on. So he's like, he's always kind of obscured. So that again, like is a subtle hint that like, he's not really there. You know what I mean? I think like, you know, it's one of those uh things where you, you never show somebody's eyes to like identify their humanity and like you never really see his face it's always kind of obscure you do, and he's like, like once uh i believe once they get to the gas station i but then it. but that's also when they reveal that he's not the killer that's when the cops are like the looking at the security the camera and they see her yeah. um so like i i think that counts also um towards the end when when they have the 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 showdown like it's just i don't know this movie does such a good job with like the cat and mouse stuff between marie and the killer like when when he's he's tracking her down and he sets she sets that flashlight up yeah he's looking at it yeah she comes and like whacks him with this fucking two by four and it's just disgusting and violent and then of course my favorite part of the fucking movie is when he breaks out that that this this giant saw that like it, huge circular saw or whatever. It's a, so I, I'm I, I'm proud to tell you that I know exactly what that saw is used for. That is a concrete saw. Yeah, uh, you use massive. you use that to cut into concrete or asphalt. Um, or the people you love. It has a hilarious name. It has a hilarious name of a cut saw, which seems kind of <laughs> crazy to me. But there's that scene where they there's just some motorist like passing by and he cuts into him and because uh, Alex is in the back of that car and it's just blood everywhere. Oh, that poor guy. It cuts to her. It cuts wrong, to her. Wrong place, Alex's, wrong time. It cuts to Alex's face and it's literally just like visceral shower. It like, cuts back and forth at least three or uh, four times between. It's, it's so good <laughs> between Alex's face and the guy getting chopped up. And then, and then that's also when the, 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 uh, you get, you kind of start getting things more from Alex's perspective. And that's, that's when you see Marie with the, the, the cut saw 
and she's like talking about how she loves her and all this stuff and alex is like no you killed them all you killed them all and it's so good and like i did the the actress that plays marie is just so fucking like she she's so good at portray like at exuding this like again there's this like tenderness underneath what she's saying like i guess like um i think her character loved her i mean right her character is lying but like she doesn't know she's lying and i don't know how to describe that any better but like she does such an amazing job at like she looks absolutely fucking terrifying and but like it's not over the top and like i feel like a lesser actor would have made it more like arch like more like kind of campy and like her her performance just feels so genuine and and it really sells it really sells the whole movie honestly because the really the the ending of this movie is the movie because that's when everything comes together and you're like oh i'm glad you brought that up there is nothing that feels campy about this movie in fact all the this is all practical effects yeah um, for all intents and purposes and you know, is done really, really well. So if you're a fan of practical effects, like this is yeah. a good movie to watch. The, the only, the only little problem I have with this whole movie is the fucking when he he kills the dad with the bookcase and like it's just I don't know. There's something about like he takes his head like clean off and like yeah. I I appreciate what they were trying to do, but it would kind of work better is if his neck just broke like really gross and his head didn't just like pop off it's kind of it looks kind of goofy yeah um but also this movie gets like uh major credit because um in, in most movies the little kid because alex has i believe it's her little brother and i mean it is like a small child probably that, that kid probably seven at most probably seven that seven kid is murdered <laughs> like in the cornfield is... Poor kid, kid he didn't straight up murdered. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, the scene where the mother gets killed is fantastic. Like, you know, Marie is witnessing this from like the closet, and the the mother uh, sees her, and and the the killer comes up and slices her throat. And again, it's just like it's just visceral and disgusting. And I think you hear like you hear like the sound of her her breath escaping from the neck slash it's just like jesus christ the um from a technical standpoint the 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 sound mixing oh it's on this movie is impeccable too because you can hear it to what you were saying the um uh like the breathing Mm -hmm. got me was hearing the killer oh yeah um his breathing and like him swiping the uh the um razor blade against his leg every time he made a kill it was like oh, yeah. it was so sharp and it was just like you could you could hear a pin drop yeah and I, and i i think too like something that i really appreciate about this movie is um you know and another another great uh alexandra ja movie that i totally forgot about is he made the hills have eyes remake which i think is actually oh, really? superior yeah I think that movie is superior to the original Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he made that like kind of right after this. That was That's like a his great movie. movie. I didn't it's know like it, that one too. But that movie and this movie does the same thing where I feel like, you know, in horror movies, and it's like a trope, right? That everyone makes like the dumbest decision, right? Like everybody, like uh, there's that great, I think it's like a Geico commercial where they're like, you know, let's get it. Let's, let's, uh, 
let's just get in the moving car and get away from the murderer. And they're like, no, let's go hide out in that room full of chainsaws. And they're like, yeah, like this movie doesn't do that. Like they all make like everyone, including the murderer, make rational decision, like as rational a decision as you can for the situations that they're in. But nobody does anything like incredibly stupid just for the sake of seven year old was like smart enough to know I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And it's he ran for the hills. I mean, he didn't make it. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention to to go back to um to the the sexual repression allegory. Um, the killer literally shows up as Marie is masturbating. So again, like the metaphor is like right there. Like it's not even you know what I mean. Like after she's done masturbating, the killer shows up. So it's like it's it's right there again. It's interesting to me that people like it went over people's heads. Now the first time you saw it, did. Mm-hmm. Did you have a feeling that that twist was coming or was it a complete surprise? Oh, no, 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 no. I it's only upon the like I th- I like the twist, but I didn't pick up on the subtleties of like all the stuff that I'm talking about. It took a second viewing and then I was like, oh, shit, because like, yeah. again, like all his all the killer stuff is like one sexual and very like, again, everything you see with him is like sexual violence and it's against women and it's like it's it's there you know what i mean i knew that there was something between marie and alex again it, that's that's on front street and then by the end of the movie i was like oh okay like i didn't hate the i didn't i i still kind of got what the movie was going for but i didn't get it to the level that i got it after like a second viewing if that makes any sense like well, let me i ask you a question the twist still worked for me yeah um the van now yeah. did marie go out and grab the van and drive it back to the see that see that's the thing where and this is like this is a little bit of a no this is the van that the yeah the the killer killer, the killer's van killer was driving so so this is a little bit of where this is a bit of a cop-out answer and i'll i'll cop to that but this is where it's a it's it's a unreliable narrator so this is one of those situations where you don't, there maybe wasn't a van again. Like we're not sure as viewers, like how much is obviously like she's lying about so many things. Like, you know, again, I talked about the scene where she's the mother gets killed and the mother sees her in the closet. Well, obviously like she wasn't in the closet. She was there. So how much, how much was actually there and how much is made up? It's kind of up in the air. And yeah, a lot of people be like, well, that's, that's kind of bullshit. But I mean, that's what you get with like, you know, a unreliable narrator story that she's made up big chunks of this story to justify it to herself. So who knows if, you know what I mean? There was a van or, you know what I mean? Like the, the like exact pieces fit sometimes, but like overall, that's the only like big gaping, like that doesn't really check out one-to-one, but I also think you can kind of, I think you can kind of write that off as well. The first time I watched it, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. On second viewing uh, earlier today, it had me thinking more, but then I realized it doesn't really matter yeah, uh, it, how it, it fits into the story at all because it doesn't really make a difference. She was deranged. She was crazy. Yeah, she was delusional. Exa- exactly. And like, you know, maybe she already had a van there parked or something. You know what I mean? It, there's yeah. plenty of things. And again, maybe there was never even a van because think about it really. The van and all the subsequent things that happen with the van they all paint her marie in a more heroic light like without that van like she doesn't get to play hero and do all that so who knows if that that part's even real you know what i mean that that all could be because if you think about it you know that's all the van once the van comes into play 
that's really when the cat and mouse between Marie and the killer starts. So you got to figure all of that is fake. You know what I mean? None of that happened at all. So, you know, Marie, we know that Marie kills the person in the convenience store, but beyond that, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think, I think you can write that one off, but that's just me. So we don't have that much time left, but yeah. Where would you rank this in your list of favorite horror films? Because I know you like this one a lot. I love it. That's a that's a great question. Um, And you don't have to place. You don't have to name any other movies. But would you say you would rank? I would. I would. I would. I would definitely. It might even be top five. Wow. I mean, I I really love this movie, and I've loved this movie for years. That's saying a lot for you too. Yeah, I this movie made a big impact on me. Like I. I love this movie a lot. And so, yeah, I would say it's, it's, I would say I'd probably put it in top five. I mean, if I had to stop and think about it, uh, but yeah, probably top five for me. I, I, like I said, I had this movie made a big impact on me. I've watched it a bunch of times. Yeah. And again, like I, I always like being, you know, one thing about me, whether it's music or movies, like I always like finding stuff that like maybe nobody's seen and then seeing it and then like sharing it with people. Like I like, I, I like, I, I'm not like this kind of person. That what they call like, a tastemaker. Yeah. I, well, I guess, but I don't, <laughs> but I'm not the kind of person that's like, yeah. this is mine. And I, I, I needed to hold it for myself. Like if I find something I love, I wanted everybody to get in and, and be like, man, this movie's fucking great. Like so many people, I turn this movie onto and they're like, man, I'm so glad I watched that. Like I would have never seen it. Like I, you know, they might be a little like, oh, the fucking violence is like something else. But yeah, you know, I think that the thing is like, you know you don't get stuff like even now like you don't get stuff like this This is a very unique film and i i don't know i'm a i'm a huge fan because i think it's got everything right it's got the gore it's got it's got great acting it's got great production it's quick i mean this movie is like right like right at an hour and a half which is perfect and they were right on the nose with the title too i mean yeah i I, I i'm glad i'm glad you (laughs) brought that up difficulty naming it anything else but i mean it very accurately Name some, I, I'm I'm really glad you brought the title up because in some parts I believe in England they released this movie as Switchblade Romance, which I fucking love that title. <laughs> like it's like I like high tension, but like Switchblade Romance is kind of badass. Sounds like an '80s metal band. It, yeah, it, it totally does. I don't know why <laughs> they couldn't call it High Tension there, but anyway, it doesn't make any sense. So, any closing thoughts for you, Chris? Since we got two minutes to go, I mean, I. I, I love this movie too. I would say it's in my top five. Yeah. Um, like you, I am further carrying it on the tradition of passing this along to other people. Oh, I just told absolutely. my barber um, last week yeah. about this movie before we even discussed um, making a oh, podcast cool. about it. And I just love it so much. I love everything about it. I'm, I, I, this is one of these horror films that I could rewatch time and time again and not get tired of ever. Yeah, and it's available digitally pretty much. Like Tubi has it, and a couple Plex. of the other streaming. I saw it on Plex. Okay. Well, that's mine. But, oh, they have it on like their their yeah, I think their they own had movies. It for free. Okay, that's cool. Um, but uh, Scream Factory, Vin- Vinegar Syndrome, um, some of those boutique Blu-ray houses put a new Blu-ray of this out. I have a Blu-ray of this, and it is a trash transfer. Like we need a nice crisp 4K transfer of this. I'm like, sorry, but I think those days are over, TJ. No, like, uh, <laughs> fucking, you know, Scream Factory and those companies I just mentioned, like, they they still put out stuff. People are still uh, using Blu-rays and DVDs. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Well, not DVDs, but Blu-rays. Like, like I said, Scream, Scream Factory, Vinegar Syndrome, Synops Films. Like, I stand corrected. They, they put I'm out sorry. they 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 put out stuff all the time. So we need a nice crisp. Like, I need a new Get transfer. A of this for TJ. Get a nice crisp yeah. Blu-ray for TJ. All right, we got less than a minute. So yeah. next week, so, next week, right? We are watching. What? What do we? We didn't we say what we were watching next? Oh, week? we were gonna do Watcher. Yes, Watcher. I'm really excited to, to revisit that. I really enjoyed that movie as well. So Watcher, Shutter Original Watcher. It's a good one. So anyway, that's the show, everybody. Thanks, and, everybody, uh, for listening. Yeah, thank um, you very much. Follow us on everything. We're on Instagram. We're out there on all the socials. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be in your ears and up your butts. That's <laughs> that's gonna be <laughs> that's our slogan. <laughs>